They can pick up a first down at the two. Shotgun snap back to Dalton. Stands in, delivers. It's tipped. It is in the end zone. Nearly intercepted. The Rams think they have it. Still no signal. It's a pick. It's a takeaway. It's David Long Jr. Welcome to Rams Revealed, everyone. I'm JB Long, but this episode is all about David Long. We're thrilled to have him join us, the third-year corner for your Los Angeles Rams, coming off a week one victory. He's 23 years of age, born and raised here in Los Angeles, and coming off his first career interception, which shut down the Bears' opening drive. David, thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you guys for having me. What did it mean to you and to the Rams to start the season that way? Um, Just starting off on a good note, uh, Carrying into the, the season, all the momentum we had in training camp, strong training camp for everybody, uh, myself included. And so just to be able to get a win uh, in home stadium first week with all the fans was great. At the end of that opening drive for the Chicago Bears, Kenny Young gets the tip from his linebacker spot. <laughs> Every change of possession in the National Football League is reviewed. Did you know that you had it as a clean interception? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew I caught the ball. Uh, you know, I, I had a good break on the ball. just And it just was in a good spot. Um, and I made sure to put my hands under it, tuck the ball. And uh, it was no doubt in my mind I caught the ball. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about the celebration. Were you happy with the flex? If you could uh, fast forward to your second NFL interception, would you have something different in mind? Uh, probably. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I just, I feel like I just kind of blacked out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't keep the ball, you know, it was my first inception ball. Uh, so I, I was just like excited. It was a big moment in the game mm-hmm. um, in terms of momentum and just getting the ball back for us and a, not allowing them to build off the momentum uh, from that drive and the opening kickoff. And so it was, and then we followed up and scored right after. So I think for me, it was just like, I was just happy to make a play. Sure. Technically not your first start with the Rams. I know you uh, jumped into Miami last year when Jalen wasn't feeling well, yeah. but for the first time in your career, you're a starting corner in the league, right? Did it feel like a long wait here at the start of year three to get this opportunity to step into a larger role? Um, Nah, I mean, I don't really think about it like that. I mean, it, it definitely some patience involved into it because, uh, you know, coming in, getting drafted, um, a lot of people expect to play. They want to play, want to contribute. Um, but uh, just, you know, hindsight for me had to go through and endure. has been like perfect in terms of my development. Had a chance to be around some great corners, uh, whether it's from my rookie year, even last year, mm-hmm. through the departure of Troy Hill. Um, all those guys really helped and contributed to me being able to go out there and play uh, my game and just, you know, go out there and play comfortable. So... I mean, it feels like a long time, but I feel like also the seasons are just kind of going by. But I felt like I've been I made all the all positive steps uh, these last two years leading up until yesterday. It's an interesting point you make. Uh, third year, three different defensive coordinators. Last year's group particularly special as the number one defense in the league. Do you feel like there's some carry through something that you learned or absorbed from that group and that team last year that's put you in a better spot now that the time is yours? I think it's really just a culture with the Rams and then also the uh just the, the culture we have in the defensive back room. A lot of us have been here since I've been here. Uh, you know, Jalen got here the midway through my rookie season. Um, I've been tight with Darius since I got here. And uh, outside of, you know, Troy Hill, a lot of the guys in that room have been here. Um, Jordan came in last year, had a great rookie year. And um, I think he's done well in terms of just like bringing the group together. It's all different personalities and everybody's able to just be themselves and go out there and play as a collective. So um, I think it's really just Credits to the culture here at the Rams and then also just the defensive backs. Let me follow up on Jordan because he's calling the defense this year as your deep safety. He has those leadership qualities. We've gotten to know him a bit too. He's voted a captain, huge honor. 
but he seems a bit understated, maybe in his voice, his personality, at least when he's around us, perhaps not the same way around you. Can you hear him? Okay. Calling that defense now that you're inside a stadium with 70,000 people. Uh, yeah. Um, I think, uh, communication is not always, you know, verbal, just like, you know, understanding that a guy is going to get everybody in the right place. Um, you know, he's a confident guy and then I'm confident in him, uh, giving the cause of defense and just in terms of managing the communication. So it's not always the, the loudest people, but, you know, I think I am and everybody else is confident in him just making sure that everything is good so we can play the down each and every snap. Correct me if you feel differently, but I think every football program from Pop Warner through college to the NFL preaches takeaways on defense. Yeah. And I, it almost becomes a little bit, I don't know, overstated. But Raheem Morris really practices what he preaches. Like a few of your teammates have reported that the structure of his practice, the the topics that he discusses, put more of an emphasis on takeaways than any coach they've ever worked with. Do you agree or disagree with that assessment? Uh, yeah, just I, I definitely agree with it. Um, and I think that's just the next step, making sure everybody's always getting better. You know, a lot of coaches would be satisfied with just, you know, eliminating passes, breaking the passes. But, you know, he's always trying to push that bill and get us to the next level. And that's intercepting and taking the ball away. And then even more so, you know, taking the ball away and scoring. So uh, I think he's done a great job of that. I'm just instilling that in our mindset. Uh, not only take the ball away, but we also had the power to take the ball away and score. You get two on opening night with Justin Hall and Strip Sack. Also a couple of turnovers on downs. We mentioned that you're a local product. I'm curious who came to see you play that first regular uh, season game at SoFi Stadium. Uh, most of my family, uh, my immediate family. So my mom was there, my little brother, my sister, my older brother his uh, girlfriend, and his uh, son, and then a lot of my dad's family. So grandfather, uncles. So um, I had, I think, total like 10 or 12 people there. So it was, it was, it was great. Yeah, like I said, just having the fans in there, we spent the entire year, COVID year with, without any fans and not really having any fans come. So uh, it was a lot different in my rookie year where every game I had at least one person there. But it was a it was a great turnout, especially, you know, just for the game that we had. And I had personally, you know, it was a like you said, my first start as being, you know, a starter. So it was cool. How do you contrast that with the experience of growing up in Los Angeles without a professional team in your backyard? Like what was that experience like coming through the youth ranks without having a home team in your backyard? It was different. I mean, I felt like when growing up, SC was so good, like it kind of just filled the void for me because like I was as a kid, I was just, I was more excited to watch USC than like really any NFL football because NFL was just like so far away from me. Like my first NFL game I ever went to was the one I played in. Like I'd never been to. Really? Yeah. I'd never been to like an NFL game. So I've been to tons of college games, but like I said, SC was like kind of in their, in their prime. So I got to see Reggie Bush, Matt Liner and all those guys. And uh, to me, that was, you know, pro football to me. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's odd, you know, I guess like just in general, now that everything like we're we're back here and having a professional team, um, but growing up for me, I really never thought about it. Uh, I feel like SC just kind of served both of those purposes for me, like professional and college. Did you have a cornerback, defensive back that you modeled your game after that you like to study? Um, I really liked Darrell Rivas growing up, uh, just like way he's able to stay poised and then like just stay locked in, uh, go out and eliminate one side of the field, and then uh, also enjoy Brent Grimes. Uh, I think he's a, a great player. Just, just all around, you know, smaller guy, uh, 
did a lot of great things on the perimeter. I don't want to cruise too far past the uh, family that you mentioned there. You are <laughs> David Long Jr. Wondering yes. if there's anything you'd like to share with us about David Long Sr. or other friends and family members who have influenced uh, your upbringing and your career. Man, I think it's just, you know, too many to count. If I can, you know, I'd like to thank everybody. I think everybody has a, a piece in my development and just my mindset, but I can't really say, you know, one person. I feel like I've been affected in, in, in a sense and, you know, I'm indebted to a lot of people who have been generous with, you know, their time or resources or whatever. So, uh, you know, just thankful to them, you know, even just them coming out and supporting me was, was huge, especially in my first game. Uh, I carry my father's name as well. That's why I always like to ask someone <laughs> yeah. who's a junior or a third. You're going to pass it down to another generation someday, perhaps? Uh, yeah, that's that's the plan. Yeah, keep it going. <laughs> Good for you. You've had a front row seat to this uh, Matthew Stafford experience for a few months now. Yeah. How confident were you that that was going to be the product on opening night? Uh, I mean, I'm confident. I think uh, does a lot. he does a lot of crazy stuff. I'm correct myself. Matthew does a lot of crazy stuff. Speaking uh, of names, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff in practice and, um, you can just see the experience, um, in him. He's played a long time and, uh, there's just a, a confidence and swagger in him and just being able to carry himself. I, I guess there's just a belief in him, you know, like I said, he's made, he made, he's made the plays in practice, made the throws and, um, you know, Coach McVeigh always talks about it, just having like no flinch. And I feel like that's something that he definitely has. Uh, and he's, you know, shown that throughout his career, whether it's been in Detroit or, you know, even last night. Staying with that theme of the practice field, who's your favorite Rams receiver to match up against and sharpen your iron? Oh, man. Uh, and why? I say Van Jefferson. I think uh, he does a little bit of everything. You know, he can work out of the slot. You know, he's not a small guy. He can run, runs great routes and just competitive. You know, some guys kind of have a, they lean more towards doing this or that, but I feel like Van can do a little bit of everything. And uh, like I say, he's a competitor. He's always going to try and compete, always trying to, you know, win the matchup. So I, I enjoy going against Van. Uh, and I think it's a great challenge, just sharpen all my tools. Had he played by him to realize he hadn't been touched, right? To get oh, up and score it? Man, yeah. It was, it was really a, to be tapped in, especially in the moment, you know, a lot of people catch a ball like that and they're just happy and just might lay down. Even I did it during my interception. I just kind of rolled around <laughs> for a little bit, but has a play by him definitely getting up and scoring. So you carry that win with you now to Indianapolis. The Colts have a couple of Michigan men. I, I made note of uh, Jordan Glasgow and Quiddy Page, right? Chance yeah. to reunite with some of your former college yeah. teammates. Mm -hmm. What's your weekly cadence like, David, as you prepare for a new opponent, an offense you've never seen before? How do you and... Jalen and Darius go about learning the Colts offense, their quarterback, their receivers in anticipation of that next game. I mean, I don't try to overcomplicate it. Uh, you know, I just, I take the coaching and just build off of that. I feel like Raheem and even the previous staffs, they've always done a great job of giving us a great game plan. So just honing in on that and taking my coaching points, um, going into the film study, uh, taking bits and pieces that I know I can carry with me into the game that are, you know, close to definites. And then, uh, taking those, you know, looks to own, as, uh, you know, Raheem says, and just keeping those in my back mind and then just go and play technique, go and play technique, play fast. Uh, I don't like to do too much thinking when I'm out there um, in terms of, you know, I feel like a lot of people get out there and they think they can run anything. You know, I don't really feel like that. I just go play my technique. And when I do get a look to own, you know, I know I have a, a play out to go try and do something. But um, just in terms of my field progression, like I said, I don't try and do too much. I think there's, you can kind of oversaturate it with a lot of information. And uh, I don't I don't like to do that. I feel like 
just go out there and play fast. Uh, everybody's here for a reason. You're able. Um, so just do the things you need to do. Take the coaching when you need to watch the film and then go out there and compete. So that's kind of your approach. I'd like to talk about your skill set as well. When I think about what a unique fit you are for this secondary, for this system, you know, I think about Jalen Ramsey being an all pro corner who also plays the star position. I think you guys call it a yeah, lot. Yeah. And, and what that commands is another long sticky corner who can yeah. come in in those sub packages and play on the outside, which correct me if I'm wrong, was kind of your reputation coming out of, of Michigan. Yeah. So put your analyst hat on, if you will, like give us the David Long Jr. Scadden report as you see it. What makes you the right fit for the Rams in this moment? I mean, you, you coming out of college right now, because I mean, I feel like I've gotten a lot better since I, I left uh, Michigan. How so? Just the game of football above the neck. Uh, I've got to experience a lot of football uh, from a different lens. Um, I play a lot of just press man in Michigan. So uh, I definitely feel like just my overall football IQ. And that's also contributed to the things that happen in my body, just knowing what's going on. I can better apply the skill set that I do have. Um, but me personally, I just feel like I can do a lot of everything, um, whether it's press, playing off. Um, I feel like I, I can run with people. So, uh, I mean, I just feel like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good piece to the secondary. I mean, in general, I mean, I've always felt like all the defensive backs kind of have the same skill set. Um, but uh, I feel like just the three of us or even, you know, with Scooter, um, I feel like we all have the ability to move inside and outside. And I think that's a, a benefit for Raheem and uh, just being able to move us around. Mm. Speaking of Scooter, uh, he finishes the night for you. By the way, just cramps, right? We're good to go yeah, for week I'm, two. I'm all good. Uh, what about that moment, thinking back to your rookie season, to be thrown in the mix like that with the game still in the balance in week one of his rookie campaign? Uh, yeah, I mean, Scooter's, Scooter's done a great job uh, all training camp, even during the offseason. So uh, even when I went down, you know, I was confident that he was going to go out there and play well. Um, and it's, it's great for him to even get that experience because like, you never know. Um, I was just telling him just about the situations I had last year, where, you know, like before kickoff, I got to, I'm playing a whole Miami game where before I was going to be in some sub packages and now I'm playing the entire game. So just for him to be able to get that experience is like great because like it just settles him and allow him to be the player that, you know, he can be and, and surpass that. Robert Rochelle, by the way, in case yeah, you don't yeah. know Scooter. I think yeah. that's kind of commonplace around these parts now already, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as we wind down, multiple teammates, including Jalen Ramsey, I think have said that you might be the funniest person <laughs> on the roster. Are you the funniest Ram? And who else is in contention for that honor? I mean, uh, it's an honor. Uh, <laughs> but you're not like a stand-up guy. Nah, Yours is more nah. of like a subtle yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sense not, of humor. You know, I'm, I'm not really like super talkative around like everybody, but just like the defensive back group, we we're real close. So, you know, I see some jokes here and there, but um, man. It makes you laugh? Um, Everything. I think that's a, the, the funny thing about my humor. I feel like I, I can, like I always say, you know, sometimes you laugh to keep from crying. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I find, you know, jokes or anything. Uh, I always try and smile at a situation, but man, in terms of the funniest, it's a lot of people, tons of people. Nick Scott, uh, man. Van's actually pretty funny. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a ton of people. I say probably the funniest. Well, we're probably laughing with him and at him, but Terrell Burgess. <laughs> I got to put, I got to put Terrell What Burgess. percentage is laughing with and what percentage is laughing at? It just depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, your, your social media profile says that you're a, a human and a philanthropist. And speaking of smiling, you put some smiles on the faces of some young men and women in our community earlier this summer, mm -hmm. right? You donated 150 backpacks and school supplies to students of Warren Lane Elementary in yeah. Englewood. First, good on you for doing that. Thank you. 
Second, why was that something you chose to do? I did something similar in Pasadena, uh, you know, helping the community and then uh, also just trying to affect the community that we like playing um, because in a sense, you know, they allowed us to be in Inglewood. Inglewood is like a, you know, rich city. I mean, a rich city, like a lot of history. So just uh, anywhere I can, you know, put resources back into the city just for you know, the stadium being there is is great. Um, so just me being able to, like I said, go out there and lend some resources to the community that we're playing in is just great. Like I said, I did some stuff back in my hometown. And uh, since I had the opportunity and the ability, I know why not do it in Inglewood as well. Following you and hearing you speak, I can tell you're a deep thinker. Like you come at oh. things with a unique perspective, a fresh lens. I appreciate that about you. I wonder professionally, apart from beyond football, what do you have in mind for your life? I, I think you majored in sociology in yeah. Ann Arbor. Is that correct? I did. I, I really don't know. It's something I always think about. You know, I, I feel like it's changed for me a lot, but uh, I think I kind of just want to be somewhere where I can just be my authentic self. Uh, sometimes I think about coaching. But, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I, I don't want to short myself after I'm done playing football. So whatever allows me to maximize everything that I'm doing and, uh, you know, involve myself with people and just like, I guess it's cliche, but like make a change. But I feel like that's something that I'm more inclined to do than maybe like some, maybe like something like analytic or like where I'm just sitting behind something and not really interacting with people. I'm not really like a talkative person, but I do feel like I can definitely affect some people in a positive way. So Whatever way that I can do that, I don't know whether it's through, you know, coaching, through like art or something like that, you know, whatever that is, I'm not sure. I hope it's many, many years down the road for you before Loyola, you know, calls you and says, (laughs) hey, we got a spot on varsity for you. Can you come help out? All right. It's time for our closing segment. It's already critically acclaimed after just two episodes. It's called Three and Out. And David, I've got three final questions for you. And if you get all three answers correct, I'm going to make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation on your behalf and the same for all of your teammates who come in for any future episodes. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Question number one is a true or false. The big house in Ann Arbor is larger than the horseshoe in Columbus. Capacity? Yes. Yes. That is true. Over 107 versus 102,000. Impressive maze out over the weekend, by the way, in that win over Washington. Great win. Good to have your number 22 back, by the way. Yeah, feels good. It feels feels great, actually. Man, that's all I can say about that. It just feels good to have it back. Now that you've got an NFL interception, you don't have to clarify that you're not Troy Hill anymore, right? Yeah. I I think we know. (laughs) Question number two, multiple choice. Which state plays the best high school football? A, California. B, some other state. It's it's only A. So You feel pretty strongly about this. I mean, we had a... I think it was Miami Central came up here. They played St. John Bosco, lost. And then modern day went down to Texas, played Duncanville. Not close. 45-3. So that's Texas and Florida and any other state. I don't really think it's even close. I think, you know, Florida, Texas is a close second, but I think the way that California football is, Pac-5, Division One. I think it's the hardest thing to do is to win a state championship out here, open division, because you have to beat the best play. You have to beat the best teams. I think he's two for two. Hopefully our audience agrees. Here's the third and final question. We're going to stick with your high school days. Jim Harbaugh once climbed a tree to recruit you, as I understand it. How would Sean McVay do as a college recruiter? I think people love Sean uh, as a college recruiter. He's young. Uh, the culture here. Um, he just relates to the players. I, I think he'd be a great college coach especially if you know he's a place that had like some cool jerseys too like you know he 
I think, yeah, I think Sean would be good. I don't think he'd be climbing any trees. But, um, I think he'd be a good college recruiter. These uh, new Rams modern throwback unit uniforms recruit themselves. Yeah, I mean, we we got we got some nice jerseys. Uh, I, I think, like I said, you got some good jerseys in college. That's half the battle with recruiting. But uh, just Sean in general, I think his personality and uh, the things he does for this offense or defense, I think a lot of kids would want to come play. David, congratulations on a week one moment to remember a team victory. We wish you all the best this season. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right. Our thanks to David Long Jr., to Jory, Adam, Rudy, and Kadir for making it all happen. Reminder that you can join us the next time the Rams are at SoFi Stadium, therams.com slash tickets, therams.com slash tickets. We appreciate the ratings and the reviews. If you're a new listener, please let us know what you think. I'm JB Long. This is week two, and this is Rams Revealed.